We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome back to Veterans Minimum. On this episode, we're going to be talking about the NBA Conference Finals. We're going to play some spitball and talk some NHL, so stay tuned. Did this shit my whole life. Yeah. Oh, we're back. I thought you were, the, put my candle down, dude. Yo, I can't stop smelling it. It's such a good smelling candle. Coconut Beach. Coconut Beach. That doesn't even make sense. Yankee. No, it's, it's fire. Yeah, yeah, Yankee candle, bro. Come on, now. Put my candle <laughs> down. He's. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yo, oh. Yankee candle. By the way, I talk so much shit about Coconut Beach because it's fire. That they sent me a free care package. Yeah, I seen Joey tweet Yankees the other day, and people think he's talking about the candles. Or like the other day. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I was like, nah, no. No, I did that when they won against Boston in the bottom of the eighth. They scored those like three runs, I think. Brett Gardner? No, yeah, four yeah. runs? Yeah. Nah, three. Brett Gardner, Aaron Judge, and then. Oh, uh, yeah, four, 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 four. Yeah. Yo, the rivalry's back. Nah, it's oh, yeah. not a rivalry. We're whooping that ass. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's a little crazy that Boston's this hot and they're in second place. Little, but not that hot though. They were seventeen and two to start the year, and then they're like five hundred yeah. since. Mookie, kind of like the Yankees, just mirror image. That's because David kinda Price like is playing too much Fortnite. You guys, they see were, that? David Price. Oh. Apparently, they told him that he needs to he needs to cut back on playing Fortnite, so he could, his Fortnite habit. He got to forego his Fortnite habit, so he could get back for uh, his game on Saturday against the Jays. Yeah, right. he, he's scared of the Yankees. That's what happened, you dude. Know what I had to fucking. It was like carpal tunnel. First of all, Fortnite's way more important. I had to tell my baseball players to quit Fortnite and come to fucking practice. Really? They they've been lying to me like they were, I'm grounded. No, you're not grounded. Playing Fortnite in your fucking house, asshole. Dog, this new season, Thanos. <laughs> fire, 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 fire. Sounds fire. Greek. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Thanos. 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 No S, right? Let's talk about another Marvel character who lived in New York. Nah, it's not. The, that's DC, bro. Oh, it's DC. So that was almost dog. a really solid transition. It was that almost, was almost, I, tr- I was reaching yeah. so hard. I was like, please. Your somebody. face looked like, yes, I got this. Yo, whatever, like, I got it. Superheroes. Close enough. Superheroes. Right? You know what I mean? The Dark Knight. Frankie would be highly upset with yeah. you. Matt well, Harvey. You know, yeah, no. Frankie would be so upset with me. I don't know the difference, to be honest with you. But anyway, Matt Harvey, <laughs> the Dark Knight, is uh, just gone. Just gone. dark. He's gone. <laughs> He's out to Cincinnati. Why, looking at him in a red uniform is so awkward and weird. Weird. Yeah, he just doesn't look like a Cincinnati Red. What I, happened to that guy? Listen, guys, I lo- I know a lot of Met fans are mad at Matt Harvey, and I see a lot of vitriol bars mm. coming towards Matt Harvey. Oh, you suck! You're fat! You suck! You, you this or that? Right? Fair, fair. And you know comments. what? Fair comments for up to some point, but I just want to remind you all: Matt Harvey pitched his 180 pitch <clears throat> limit in 2015. He decided against the. Doctor's orders. Stupidly. That he was going to pitch in the postseason for you, 
the fan, the Met fan. He did it for you. He didn't do it for no one else ever. He went up to 220 innings. And guess what? Steven Strasburg, the year before, actually shut down. Fast forward three years later, Steven Strasburg is making $100 million, and Matt Harvey just got traded for Devin Mazarosko. Yeah. <laughs> there's a reason there's doctor's orders. Pretty I, dumb I, decision. I just want it everyone is. to know that, just remember that he sacrificed for you. All right? I'm not going to say, like, that sounded a little Jesus-y. He <laughs> no, sacrificed no. for you. I'm not going to say to that extreme, a baseball extreme, but... He sacrificed for you. But I that mean, just dude, is who he was. Like, he was that guy. He was very egotistical. And he's like, yeah, I'm not shutting myself down. The athlete in that position is in such a bad spot, right? You you listen to the doctors. The fan basically be like, oh, man, where's your heart at? You're thinking about the money. You're laying your teammates out to dry. You're not going to be there for them. And then you go and pitch. And you become a hero. You do what the fans want. And not look at you. Zero. They put up a, uh, I forgot what magazine it was. It was the Billion Dollar Rotation. Mm. It was Wheeler, Mats, Harvey, DeGrom, Syndergaard. I think two might get $150 million plus. If, especially if Mats keeps pitching the way he's pitching right now. That, that guy. You know, so Harvey, that's a fall from grace. But, yo, look, I, I know I know this girl who's a bartender downtown. She said that he was, she would see him like three times a week. So really? this guy was a this guy big was, time boozer. Yeah, you know tossing him back. That's nah, but he he had he had issues too, like not showing up to that World Series workout, and he blamed it on traffic. And then he was just like, they botched that whole thing where he was just like, nah, it was kind of out before. Like, and the Mets were like, dude, what are you talking about? We, we just had this whole thing up where we said you were in traffic and whatnot. And then he had a t- he had tons of off the field issues. He like was in the Hamptons one day and didn't make a game or something. Like, just no showed. His girlfriend was in the club, got caught making out with another guy, and he didn't show up to work for four days. <laughs> like. Do that he was bouncing issues. around supermodels too. Remember, he was like all over like the fashion shows. He was with Victor Cruz and Henrik Lundqvist, New York City fashion shows. Yeah, he, he got swallowed by the limelight. Oh, yeah, of New course, York. Yeah, yeah, he got chewed up and spit out. He was just a kid from North Carolina, you know. He was never a big prospect, and all of a sudden he comes on the scene. And I was watching some Matt Harvey highlights. He's from Connecticut. The other day. Well, oh, well, he went to college in North Carolina. Yeah, yeah. But I was watching Matt Harvey the other day. And like highlights, and his stuff was just remarkable back then. 90, 97 mile power fastball with this cutter and this curveball that were just outrageous. He just doesn't have the stuff anymore. He just doesn't want to admit it. Instead of coming back and working hard, you think he could rest on his laurels. You're not going to win if you're throwing a 93 mile per hour fastball exclusively. That's not how this, this league works. What do you guys do in his position going back to 2015? I, I know now, nah, know what you know, but I, I was talking this with my buddies. I was like, yo, the doctors don't throw a number at the wall and be like, yeah, that's the limit. Like, there's a reason this number is, is this number because of tons of analytics and studies and all that. So for you to over- surpass that, you know, it's... You're it's, playing with fire at, yeah, at that point. And it's showed the last couple of years. He also had that, uh, that <laughs> surgery, that thoracic surgery that not a lot of people come back from, so... It's tough when you don't obey doctor's orders and stuff like that I also that think happens. you got to think about longevity. If it's me and I'm thinking, and like the doctor's telling me like, yeah, Yo, you can only pitch this amount of pitches. It's like, okay, I would rather take care of myself than hmm. at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it How is How many a holes business. are you punching in the wall when you see your team in the World Series that year and you're like, yeah, Yo, I can't pitch in this atmosphere? I know, but it's just like, it's like, mm. yo, do you, do you. At the end of the day, it is a business, and yeah. it's like, yo, um, do you want longevity? Do you want your quality of life, or do you want to just win this game? We always have this time. argument. Do you want to be a Hall of Famer or, or a championship winner? And now it's kind of going against your argument. Right, because I want to be a champion, of right. course. But at the end of the day, if it's at the cost of my own health and my and the, the shape of my body, then like... I don't know, cause yeah. you, you want longe you want longevity, dude. Like I want to be able to play in this league for a certain amount of time. But if I get injured and I can't play anymore, or I can't play to a to a certain level, then there's no use for me in this league. Like I want to I want to be able to pl- keep playing. At the end of the day, the most important thing for an athlete is longevity. Like yo, you win a championship in your first year, cool. But if you never play again, not cool. You know what I mean? I'd rather play fucking whatever how many years. Then win one championship and play three years in the league. I think a hindsight is twenty twenty. I think the real thing to do there is start pitching in July. And then you don't have the problem. You don't have to worry about that. But that's hindsight is twenty twenty. That the Mets were nowhere near guaranteed lock to make the playoffs that year until they got Cespedes and went on a fucking ridiculous run. Oh yeah. Was- um, even Matt Harvey was nowhere near a lock to be an ace yet. 
he was still on the come up, and that was his first year where he really became an ace. He was on the way back from Tommy John surgery, so uh, I don't know, man. Y'all just, never forget. I think it was twenty thirteen. I remember I saw, watching his debut against the Pirates. Yeah, but I saw you. Yeah, 13, 13 strike, fourteen strikeouts. I, I saw think? rookie Jose Fernandez versus rookie Matt Harvey. Mm. Harvey's better. I remember those chances. That was with Strasburg <laughs> that game, too. That game went eighteen innings, by the way. It was Man. like a one nothing game, and they both pitched their hearts out. Yeah, yeah I, I get you want to win a championship. I get you want to do what's best for the team, but I'm with you, Joe. Look, it's a business. Yo, it's super tough though. Your 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 career, your shelf life as an athlete is like no other shelf life for any other career, right? You could be a businessman for forty years. An athlete, you have ten years. Yeah, on, yeah. I can't even say on average because I don't think uh, that's, that's right. That's best, a way above average. Right? Like a solid career, a ten year career. This is after good. that. It's like your appearances at a club or for autographs. It's not the same. It's like NBA All Star, former NBA All Star. Like it takes a hit. And if I'm looking at Matt, Har- I'm Matt Harvey. They were projecting him for a hundred eighty million dollar contract. It's like, dude, my bad, fellas. I got I got to look out for number one in this situation. And especially because Strasburg got that contract. Yeah, sure, for sure. Yeah, so you saw that there was a guy that went through your exact situation, and the scenario played out where he was going to get paid, and he did. This is going to sound obviously. This is a very contradicting statement, but you put the team before yourself, but you also have to think for your. Like of yourself before the team. Like if it's your health that's on the line and longevity of this, then like, of course. But like, and but it's different than when I when I say like you put the team over yourself. If you just don't have it and someone else is better than you, you sit on that fucking bench and you get better or whatever. But if your health is on the line, and this is my business, dude. You would never like in any other field you wouldn't do this. Like yo, don't do this. Otherwise, you're not gonna be like you might not be able to perform for years to come. You would never do that. Yeah, it's so hard for me to say I wouldn't do that, especially given the situation that the Mets were in in 2015. I think the perspective that you have to think about is uh, the but perspective of a young man versus an o- an older, more mature man. Mm. I think he was a young man when you when you're a young man, you think about I want to do what's best for the team. When you're an old man, you mature, you become more into the process of what it is. You notice, like, this team will not give up anything for me, so I'm not going to give up anything for it. I feel the opposite. I feel like if I'm young, I'd be like, yo, I have my future ahead of me. Like, I'm young. and Like, I have years left. You know what I mean? And But if I'm older and this doesn't work out, like, I made my money from the league. Like, I... It, it's different when like I understand what you're saying where you're like yo I don't know if I could do that because I don't know if I could do that but it's different when there's millions of dollars in the picture and you're like you have a family you have a bunch of stuff that you have to worry about and it's like I need to have a career in this league like for years to come and for me to just forget what the doctor said and blow out my arm or do whatever and, and never be the same it you're, you're fucking with your money and you're fucking with your life at that point and it's not worth it's not worth it. For sure. But it, it, now, it, I mean, it's obviously easy to say that from afar. But I'm just saying if you were in that predicament, it's hard to say I'm going to obey Doc's orders. You know, that ending limit is there. I've reached it. I'm going to shut myself down. When you've been going to war with your guys and now they're going, you know, deep into the playoffs. It's like you want to be a part of that and you want to help your team win a World Series. Yeah, It's hard, man. It's, it, it's a tough spot to be in for sure. And again, 2020 is, you know, I mean, 2020 uh, – was hindsight. It? Hindsight. There you go. Hindsight is twenty twenty. So, yeah. You know, Matt Harvey. I wish him luck. I hope he has success in Cincinnati. But he it'd be cool to, to see him do well in Cincinnati. I agree. He he needs to get his head together though. He, I think on the podcast last week you were like someone was saying someone was saying maybe it wasn't you someone was saying Harvey won't get traded. I'm like he's gonna get traded to a team that sucks and needs seats fans in the stands. That's exactly where it got traded. Yeah, but fans hold on. You think stands. he's a guy that attracts fans though? Yes. Yes. Nah. Yes. Nah, not now, dude. I nah. guarantee you that there's at least a thousand to two thousand more people in the stands for his first start in Cincinnati than there is otherwise. Maybe the first one, not the second one. I mean, if he does well, the second yeah, one. When he gives up seven runs and <laughs> no one's going to watch that Cincinnati Reds team, Matt Harvey or not. That's true. Um. Anyway, let's talk about NBA. Uh, we got in the West. Um, everything is seated, sort uh, or whatever. Everything's settled, I should say. Mm. Uh, the Rockets are playing the Warriors. Uh, well, About time. Yeah. I've been waiting for this matchup for two years now. Did you see Draymond? They interviewed him. They were like, yo, do you guys want to play Houston? He was like, dude, I'll play who the fuck ever we have <laughs> yeah. put in front of us. Like, we're trying to win a championship. I don't give a fuck who's there. 
It's basically what he said. I'm, I'm you know, I made that's, it more co- that's how colorful. Joey says. That's how Joey sounds. Yeah, exactly. That's probably what he really wanted to say. Yeah, though. he's like, I don't give a shit who you put in front of yeah, us. We're yeah. gonna fucking he's beat like, everyone. Whoever's in front of us, we have to go through together and whatever. No one's that. Yeah. Do we have who, who do we got in that series? We got Rockets or Warriors? Just just throw it out there. So, <laughs> I was leaning Rockets the whole year. And then game two of the Pelican series. Mm. Curry comes in. Or was it game one? Game one. It was game one. Correct. Plays 28 minutes. And first shot of the game, hits a three. Right? Next, next time they have the ball down court, he gets fouled off the ball. Gets the ball, pulls up from half court, and makes it anyway. And it just showed you, like, yo, this is what I do. I do wild shit. And then the team just got a different, like, a, there was a different atmosphere in the building for them. And I think it changed the entire dynamic of the playoffs. Because th- this is the thing, and I stressed this when we were talking on DB with Impy, how when Curry first got hurt, it was three to six weeks, this injury. He was going to be reevaluated in six weeks. It wasn't, all right, it's a three to six week. He'll be back, ready to go, guns blazing after six weeks. No. He's going to be reevaluated. So you didn't know what the status was for Steph Curry. And now you saw it. And I think it's, I think prediction, we're giving predictions right away or are we breaking it down a little bit? I mean, I would just, <laughs> I, I just wanted to like throw that out there. Like, who do you, th- I don't know. I, okay, I, 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 I just want to throw this out of that next one about Curry being back. I think Curry was good the whole time. And uh, I was more of like, yo, take your time. And don't come back till you're like you're 100. Like if this was the NBA Finals two mm-hmm. weeks ago, he would have been playing it. You know what I'm saying? Like that kind of thing. But I mean, I respect it. They don't they don't need him per se for the they didn't need him for the first two rounds. Yeah. So I he agree with he could have taken his time. I like that they got him back for the Pelly series to get his feet wet and get him Word. back in the groove of, of a game, especially when you're playing you know arguably the second best team in the West. It's your toughest challenge yet. You want to have him playing those those minutes and get him back in the flow. So I think he's been. I personally, I don't know. This is my belief. I think he's been good the whole time, but that definitely adds a whole new dynamic to this series. Mm-hmm. Um, the Warriors are the Warriors again. Yeah, and it's going to be tough for Chris Paul, James Harden, Clint Capella, you know, and Bob Mute to shut down Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant, Draymond Green. You know what I'm saying? All these guys. So I I, I like the, the Warriors to win. I, I'm really hoping for a good series. I want to see a seven-game grinder. But I think it ends in like six or five with the Warriors winning. Look, we all know I've been critical of James Harden on this show saying that he's not clutch and that in the biggest moments he falls. Well, James, Mr. Jim, I'm, I'm trying to give you a second chance here. I'm coming into this series with an open mind because I fucking hate so much the Warriors, I just fucking hate them. So I'm coming into this season with uh, into this series with an open mind, and I'm saying, listen, Chris Paul, James Harden, both of you guys have this reputation throughout your entire careers to shrink in big moments when they come. This is your biggest moment. You beat them out for best record in the in the league. You've been looking at them and staring at down the barrel of this for the entire season. Like Nick said, we've all been waiting for this. Mm-hmm. It was inevitable. We knew it was coming. And you've been staring down the barrel of this probably since Chris Paul got traded there. So what are you going to do about it? This is your time. Yes, you are outmanned. You are the underdog in this situation. Can you rise your game to the occasion that is necessary? Like LeBron James has done. Like we've seen Steph Curry do in the past. Mm-hmm. Like we've seen Durant do in the past. Can you elevate your game to the next level? Because your regular shit's not going to cut it either, no matter if you're the MVP or not. I don't think that's fair to Harden and Chris Paul because, yes, they've come up short in the past, which, I mean, Harden was the reason why they got past the Spurs in 2012 and they went to the finals. Chris Bosh was on Bill Simmons' podcast, and he said how when they went into that finals against the Heat, Spolstra and Pat Riley told them, yo, let Durant and Russ go wild, drop 70. Harden can't beat us, right? Harden has shown up at big spots, but Houston he hasn't. And why I think it's not fair to him is because now, in the past, Paul didn't have Harden and Harden didn't have Paul. So now they have each other. There was a game where Harden shot 4 of 20 from the field and they won by 20. That don't happen in the past. And Capella has Chris Paul and Harden. They could do the pick and roll with with both guys so it doesn't give away the play. When Harden's at the top of the key, it's like, oh, here comes a pick and roll to Capella. Now they could switch off and two guys could do it. 
That's why Capella's having a career year. If it wasn't for Oladipo, he's probably the most improved player in the league. So I think that it's not fair to criticize. But a lot of people have your stance. It's like, yo, show me. And, and look, I'm with you a little bit, but I also think that not having the other is big. Because now you got a guy on, like Chris Paul, who's a, one of the elite guard defenders in the league. He could man up on Curry or, or, or Thompson. Like you say, boss, there's no shutting down anyone but to contain him. Yeah, for sure. And I, Just going to the series, I like the Cavs in the East, but I'd rather see the Rockets versus the Cavs just because I don't think the Cavs stand a chance against the Warriors. So that that's the thing. I was I had this conversation with a couple of uh, my customers in the city, how if you're a LeBron fan, you want the Rockets to win because I don't think the Cavs could get through the Warriors, but I think they could beat the Rockets. But I also think that the winner of this series is going to win the finals too. Nah, for sure. So this is this is the marquee series that everyone's yeah. been waiting for. For sure. And also, you said second best team in Houston. They actually had the best record this year. And they're going to have right. home court. So it'd be nice to see Houston go up 2-0, defend home court, put the pressure on them. Because since they got the rant, they haven't had their backs against the wall at all. That would be unprecedented. Last year, they they went 16, they were 15-0 and in the playoffs. And then they dropped game four in Cleveland. But it's just, this is a team that, they they take games off. They even take games off in the playoffs, but they have monster quarters and quarters like forty five point quarters. They have monster like four minute stretches. Yeah, <laughs> it's insane. Yeah, but their 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 issue is outside of like Javale McGee off the bench, which is still Javale McGee. <laughs> it's uh, they take a little bit of a hit. They don't have the Barbosa. Livingston is still there, but like Harrison Barnes, Harrison Barnes, they all got these guys off the Barnes was a starter for them, but yeah. these guys off the bench that produce for them. Iguodala too, he was a Finals MVP off the bench, so it's gonna be fun. I'm very excited. Can the Rockets out warrior the Rock uh, the Warriors too? Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of three pointers. In this There's gonna be series. a lot of fucking three pointers. One forty five, one forty games. Take that over. They Yo. might jack the over to like two forty though. Nah, chill, dude. Two forty. Yo, combined, that's, they're going to shoot like 110 threes. I'm, being, I'm betting the under. That's Steve. Hammer? You with me? <laughs> I haven't looked at the lines. They play on Sunday. I'll, I guarantee you it's it's over 230. I don't know, man. 240 might be a stretch, but I think 230 is. I don't think 240 is a stretch at all. 240. That's what I'm saying. Yo, they shoot like 120. Yeah. Bro, they shoot 110 threes combined. This team is just, they're just gunning. And they both, for the most part, Shoot a high percentage. Yeah, they're good at it. Yeah, that's the most important yeah. part. They're all good. They're really good yeah. at it. So it's gonna be a shootout. I'm on the under if, yeah, if it's two forty. Two forty is too high. One twenty per team in regulation. Both great on, offensive folks. teams. Both surprisingly, despite it being a D'Antoni team, both are solid defensive. That's teams what I'm too. saying. Like not for nothing, they could play defense. And they they will be harder defense now. I I'm wondering what Steve Kerr has to say about this because Steve Kerr is the coaching winner in this matchup. I think if you're taking D'Antonio or Kerr, you're taking Kerr. And he's a very innovative thinker. So I'm wondering, I know he's been studying the Rockets all year. I know that already because he's a forward thinker as well. What does he have cooked up to stop that team? What what does he have cooked up to stop James Harden? Because if there's two coaches in the league that I believe could cook up a scheme that could stop a star player, I think they're both in a position now where they're going to have to, Brad Stevens and Steve Kerr. Mm. So let's see if these head coaches, which one of them can cook up a scheme to stop the star player. Is it both or is it, or is it both or is it neither? Speaking of which, how, do you think that could possibly happen in the Celtics series where Brad Stevens, because I, I mean, you're not going to stop LeBron, but neutralize, I guess, is the best word. Hot take. You guys ready? Oh, boy. You guys ready for this? This, was, this one's steamy. They all you. are. They all are. If why not honestly just put two people on LeBron James, have someone legitimately with him from half court, like boxing one. Like no, I'm talking about that's not boxing. And then as I'm soon as he passes half two. court, yeah. Well, I mean, like if you, I mean technically it's it's two men. Like if he's, I would pick someone. Zone. I would pick someone on the court, anyone, and just say, okay, that guy open. I dare you to score. I dare you to put in 40, JR. I dare you to put in 40, Tristan. I dare you to put in 40, Kevin. And let's see what happens. I don't know if that I works. I think they'll put in 40. I don't I think, know. I think the way LeBron's playing, he'll still drop 40. Yeah, yeah. same. Yo, LeBron's 40, going 40. crazy. 
Yeah, listen, 40 There's no way to stop LeBron right now. He's on. He's on animal on another level. But also at the same time, how long can he keep that up? Because can you keep that up for another series? Of course. Dude. Do you know how much he spends no. on his body? But who cares? A year, one point five million dollars. I know, but like, I don't know. Yo, I so, mean, dude, I I'm not gonna pick against the Cavs until LeBron slows the fuck down. To be honest with you, but at the same time, it's always I just keep thinking like, yo, when is this dude just gonna get tired? For he a don't. second, Never. you know what I mean? Is it gonna happen? Let's not forget also that he he runs with Team USA when he has the chance. He plays pickup basketball games whenever he can. Yo, this guy is just not a human. Can I ask you guys a question? The LeBron MJ discussion, right? Yeah. I'm not I'm not asking that. But at what point does durability and longevity and peak the peak of your power is for fifteen years start to outweigh some of his mishaps in the finals? I think it already does. I think that your famous line is the best ability is availability. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And no one seems to be available the more. Fact, yeah, and that the fact that Jordan just took three years off, you know, and you could say whatever you want, he did it, and it was a three years in the prime of his career. It has to come to account that LeBron has now played more games. He's played more playoff games. He's played. He just played more than Jordan ever has, and I think that has to go into something. That has to be part of it. I asked a customer of mine who's the best quarterback ever this week. And he told me Joe Montana because he's undefeated in the Super Bowl. He's 4-0. I think that's an awful take. I'd like to hit that kid. Right? Because <laughs> yeah, Joe Montana why is quarterback. Sure, but the fact that because Brady has lost three times in the Super Bowl, despite going to eight, that's a bad look. Does that make sense? Nah, to I think, yeah, that, nah. doesn't, that doesn't make sense. Like LeBron, I totally disagree Le- with the losing in the championship. Like so LeBron, do I, you know, to get there hold- is like so hard, and especially in basketball, where like yo, you could still have fifty and lose, and so like you have a, ga- with, a crazy game and lose. So, so these players that we're talking about, like Tom Brady and LeBron, are our generation. That's what we grew up on. They grew up on something else, yeah. and, and they grew up on Jordan undefeated, Joe Montana undefeated yeah. in the in championship games. So that people take that into accountability when that's like their last straw to hold on to but i I understand that but lebron's probably gonna go according to vegas they're the favorite in this series to nine finals straight no it's not straight it's i think it'll be seven finals straight straight. Seven seven straight seven straight but it's like dude at what point is it like yo that has to mean something do you know what yeah yeah it does and also let's not let's just not ignore the fact that Jordan was a perfect six for six in finals, but he played more than six seasons. So there are whatever, how many seasons are left. What, he lost in the playoffs. Those are still L's. Lost in the first round. LeBron's never had a first round bounce. Yeah. And so what's the difference between losing in the finals and losing in the playoffs? There's no difference. To I, me, it's way worse to lose in the first round than the finals. Are you kidding me? Or the second round. This, would be, round this would be eight straight. You were right. You said eight, right? I said nine. but it, It'll be nine overall. But yeah. The Mavericks one was he, he, first. The Mavericks was his second right. series with the with, with the Heat. The second time he went, he went to the finals. Yeah. But it's like, dude, I get the undefeated thing. But like, yo, if I go to 20 championships and I win eight, what, are you going to tell me, oh, you're 8 and 12 So the classic the belief is just like, yo, you're the greatest of all time. You should have been able to pull through. Like, you should have been able to pull your but team that, through. But that's not realistic. That is but dumb But I'm just saying that, that's the uh, some people's thought process. Especially when you're facing a team with four players on it that are all pros Bro. and two maybe the best shooters of all time. Not only that, this isn't ping pong. It's not me versus you. I have a team here. But basketball is like, the one sport where it can be like, you can say. It's ping pong-esque. Yeah. It's not, but it's but it's not at the same time. It's not at the same time. I because agree because it's not on LeBron. We yeah, watch LeBron yeah. time and time again have phenomenal games and lose. It's happened. But I think other than a pitcher in baseball, this is like the one sport where one person has the most significant impact on the game. But QB. not to the point where you can or blame losses on him and 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 just be like, yo, you you lost these games in the finals. You lost them. No, no. I pl- I like. This Even is what happens a, when you're the greatest of all time, though. This but, is also why Kyrie. This is also why Kyrie got his ass out of uh, what do you call it, Cleveland, because he hits that shot we were talking about earlier with, in the last episode uh, of Game Seven, right? He hits that shot, one of the biggest shots ever. They win the championship, and everyone's like, LeBron gets his third ring, 
And everyone's talking about LeBron did this, LeBron did this, LeBron did this, and Kyrie Irving's like, yo, Kyrie did this. Yeah, but also, who got the blame for when they lost? It was all LeBron. Right. So LeBron gets all the... It's always going to be, though. It is. It is always going to be. And look, by the way, by the way, go go to Google, put in Cavs 2007 roster. And then name anyone. Look at those names and then tweet at us and tell me how many of those names you remember being Bro, look at this roster. Larry Hughes. Ogalskis. Booby. Gibson. Mo Williams, if I'm not mistaken. Shout out Keisha Cole. Yo, was David Wesley on that team? That was my guy. The bald-headed assassin. Wow, David Wesley. Right? The first year year that they play the Warriors, no Kevin Love, no Kyrie. Deladova, Joey's boy, had to get rushed to an IV. Because of heat exhaustion and because no one expected him to play 38 minutes. This is what he was carrying there. And, yo, going back to the Kyrie shot. Kyrie doesn't hit that shot. You're looking at the Warriors going for a four-peat. This is the best four-year stretch a team has had ever in the NBA. I don't know what the Celtics in the 50s and 60s did. But sorry, Bob Cousy. (laughs) My bad. Bill Russell, when you were the only seven-foot guy in the league, the other guy was, I think, George Mikan in, in, on the Lakers. It was different era, but I think now, in, in this era right now, this is the best team of all time. This collection, this four-year stretch that the that the Warriors have put. I'm tight the way it assembled, but I there's no I can't argue against that. I don't think you could be tight though. I'm tight about one one Durant went left to join the best team. In the sure, league. but one player they signed as a free agent, and that was him. And he's an MVP. Of course, yeah. That's like. People being tight at the Yankees for grabbing John Carlos Stanton. I mean, you can't get tight. You can't get tight at the Warriors, but you could be tight at Durant. Oh uh, yeah, I think you, that's better you, than being tight at the Warriors because Curry dropped in the draft, Clay dropped in the draft, Draymond Green I think was the second round pick. They it's was. like they drafted and developed these guys. Not nah, for sure. Steve Kerr, man. Steve Kerr gave him the keys. They said, "Oh, Steph, you could shoot thirty-five foot threes. Do it. No one's gonna expect it. Oh, we got a team that could all shoot threes. Three is worth more than two. Let's put those up more. It was it's yeah. like it was there. The formula was there with Mark Jackson, and then Steve Kerr came in and he used his ridiculously like advanced base basketball mind to unleash the true potential and change the NBA forever. I want to show some love to the other team in this series too, the Celtics. I picked against them against the Bucks, and I picked against them against the Sixers. I lost money on both. And I think I'm going to pick against them in this series, but hats off to them. Everyone talks about the 76ers and the bright future. On paper, the Celtics have a younger roster than them. And they're going to get back Hayward and Kyrie next year. And they'll have room for another guy. Because they're not paying Jalen Brown and Tatum anything. They're on rookie deals. Is Rozier that guy that they bring back? Because he's going to be a free agent. He's been he he played himself into a max contract. He's gonna get someone's gonna. I hope he goes elsewhere. I want to see him handle his own team. He's definitely getting. I wouldn't be surprised if the Knicks blow the bank on that guy. Yo, yeah, he has thirty million dollars to the Knicks a year. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. He's the kind of player that the Knicks give thirty million to. But to be fair, once he got the he got the opportunity to start and get the minutes, he did produce. He's producing right now. He's one of the major reasons why they are where they are. Shout out to! I remember when you said when we were talking about the the uh, the Buck series with the, with the Celtics, or was it or was it Nick? One of you guys said, um, "But what about Terry Rozier?" And I was like, "Really, Terry Rozier? Fucking really, Terry Rozier?" Yeah, because the Celtics have a system, and it's like, "Yo, uh, Shane Larkin, if you're gonna start tonight, you're gonna get your 18 shots. I don't care if you're the fifth guard off the bench, but you're in the starting role. These guys. That's why you see uh, Daniel Thies before he got hurt." He was putting up 13 shots a game. Uh, Osameli, Os- Os- Osamali, the guy off the bench, he comes in, he shoots. Ojale? Ojale, Osameli. Osameli's the lineman. That's the line, the yeah. Semi Ojale? Ojale. It's like, yo, they they stick to that system that Brad Stevens has put together. Like, yo, Horford, you're going to get yours. Yo, when Al Aaron, Horford has been a dog. Yeah, when Aaron Baines, you're in the starting center role, you're going to. We're not dropping off. Like, this is our system. We Al Horford did a tremendous job on Embiid that whole series. Al Horford has been... And got his on the offensive end. He's been the unsung hero. He saved Game 7 for them. Do you know what it is? You could tell a well-coached team... If you game watch fi- Game... Game 5? Game 5, excuse me. You could tell a well-coached team because down the stretch of that game, the Celtics made all the smart plays. All of them. That that strip off the knee of Embiid, 
like that that the whole sequence of events was just smarter basketball, and that's what Brad Stevens brings. I think I think if I was the Cavs, this is the only matchup I don't want, even if Kyrie's there. But it just it makes you nostalgic, and it makes you think of just what could have been if it was Gordon Hayward and Kyrie on this court at the same time versus the Cavs right now. I think and it'd be a maybe a sweeper four one. You think so? I think so. With LeBron playing at this level? I don't think this Cavs team is any good but outside of LeBron. Yeah, I, I don't think that's – yeah, I agree with you that's on that That's what I'm one. saying. You add two perennial, like, all-NBA players to yeah. the Celtics. I wouldn't call Gordon Hayward a perennial all-NBA player. He's – But he's, yeah. Fringe he's, NBA all-third team. Sure, 100%. But I would still give a LeBron James team a chance in any series. You giving him a chance next series in the, if they make it to the finals against – Against the Warriors? I'll tell you what. I'm going to be rooting hard for him. And if he wins, he's. I think that's the cement. So are you giving him a chance, best though? Best of all time. Yeah, I'm giving him a chance. I think this is the first time in his career outside of the first Cavs team that he took to the finals where, like, there's zero expectations. This team's bad. Him. House yeah, money. This team is awful. It's house money. It is. Like yeah. Joe said it. But he's putting up numbers that are outrageous to the next level and i think he knows i think that he has to he knows he has to step up his game lebron feels like his legacy is being stolen and i don't blame him because i think his legacy is being stolen i've said that multiple times he's got to go get it back and that's what he's doing right now uh predictions though in the series exact series i'm gonna go Cavs and warriors six in five Ooh, mm, five yeah as much as i want to say rockets in seven I'm going to go with Warriors and the Cavs. And if you parlay both, $100 wins you 106 You get plus money. To win the series, not in that. To win the series. Yeah, to yeah, win yeah, the yeah. series. Yeah, which is crazy, I think. But why not get a little crazy? Plus that, money, Joe? huh? You typing that down? Joe's looking. Listen, don't get me started, all right? I've had a rough couple of Boss, what weeks. you got? I have Cavs and six because I just give Brad Stevens that much props. To win two games, even though he didn't get one coach of the year vote, which is kind of crazy. And what? yeah, and so um, crazy. Warrior, Warriors in five. I'm gonna say Warriors in five, Cavs in seven. Damn, yeah. game seven would be interesting. I'll go Warriors in, in six, Boston Cavs too. in six, both Th- in six. Don't forget, Boston and Houston have the home court in both series. Both series. I hope Houston wins so bad. I just want like game seven, one of these series. Yeah, I either want to see LeBron game seven, like. Throwback, he's going back to Boston. You know what I'm saying? Those Word. games he had in Boston with the Heat. Or I want to see just two top teams in the West battling it out with six superstars on the court. Yeah, yeah. It'll just be like ridiculous. Two good series. I mean, they're. I think both series will be really good. Close games. This is what we expected from the very beginning in both conferences. Uh, we didn't expect it from Boston in this manner. Yeah, but, because of the injuries right away, right. and rightfully so. But and this is what was the expected. Cavs would be as bad as they appeared. And a lot of people didn't think that Paul and Harden could coexist. So I think the only one that you were certain of, without a doubt, was, was the Warriors. Yeah. Uh, all right, cool. Let's get the spitball here. Uh, starting with 224. Uh, Nunez Pennington, UFC 224 this weekend. Uh, She's going to beat the shit out of her. fight. I'm looking forward to Gaslam, Souza, Jacare. I'm going Jacare. Nah, my guy Gaslam's going to win that. I'm going Jacare. And uh, my guy Brian Boom, he's also on the main card, the pay-per-view card against Sansa Stone, John Lineker. So that'll be a good fight. He's trying to rise up the bantamweight rankings. And none other better way to do it than get at number six in the world. And it'll be his third Brazilian he'd beat in the UFC if he takes him down. So it'd be interesting. He already beat Henan Barrao and Yuri Alcantara. Hmm. And it's in Brazil this week too So Ooh. check it out The Brazilians will be going crazy Always take, a good environment Also might have to take some uh, underdog Brazilians Because if it goes to a decision Yes Judging is always sketchy yeah, yeah. Yo remember that one card we were playing DFS And all, Brazilians all like, were like 8 for 8 Yeah and Some questionable split decisions where you think the other guy wins easily Yeah You never know It's, it's weird It's weird It's weird uh, International no-nos Uh James Paxton just threw the third no-hitter of the year. By the way, he reached 100 miles per hour in the ninth inning. Um, shout out to the DB episode where I picked James Paxton for Cy Young this year. I Word, yeah, he's, yeah. I, he's, he's coming around. Uh, but that is the third, and it's the third different country that 
it's been pitched in. Sean Manaya uh, was the first no-hitter for the A's in Oakland, followed by a Dodgers combined no-hitter in Mexico. And then James Paxton threw it in Canada. By the way, he's a Canadian native. He's got a fire Canada tattoo on his uh, yeah, they call him like the big mape arm, like maple yeah. leaf. The big mape. Yeah. yeah. So uh, shout out to in- the international no nos. Uh, Rooney state bound. Uh, Wayne Rooney has signed a deal to join MLS side DC United in the summer. Uh, mm. Pretty big move. He's getting paid a lot, unlike Zlatan, where Zlatan would have been slated to make more money with uh, Manchester United. He's coming over to DC United, so another big name, former megastar in Europe, coming over over here. And uh, also, quickly, VMFC first episode May twenty first. Yeah, yay! Get your popcorn ready. Get your popcorn ready. Looking forward to that. The Mutts. <laughs> Shout out to the Mets. No, way. the Mutts for batting out of order in a professional major league baseball. In the game. first <laughs> inning. In the first inning, and I was pretty upset about it because I was Drupal Cabrera and his double was wiped out due to the idiocy of everything in that dugout. So, uh, yeah, the Mets uh, doing different things to dazzle you every day. Yo, how do you bat out of order in the first inning? They said, well, uh, it's, uh, it's the Mets. It's the Mets. That's the answer. That's going to leave a mark. Jackie Bradley Jr. was hit by a pitch on Tuesday by Araldis Chapman. Unlucky for him, it was the fastest recorded pitch in the majors <laughs> this year. 103.3 miles per hour. To add insult to injury, Jackie Bradley Jr. is the only player in baseball that Chapman has hit more than once. Oh, shit. And he's hit him three times in seven career plate appearances. Is that all with him being a Yankee? Or was it sometime? I would I would, I think, would so. think it would hard to be facing him as a Cub. So probably. Or a Red. Or a red. He was a red for most well, of Well, Jackie Bradley Jr. probably wasn't even the lead. Yeah, I don't was think a red. he was in the lead. Yeah. yeah. So. God damn. Ugh. Poor guy. Yeah. Dude. Imagine 103.3. Gets, it gets it hurts getting hit with a 75 mile per hour fastball. Dude, imagine having. I can't even imagine, dude. Like, I was watching the other. Just watching Chapman every night. You're like, yo, this dude just throws 130. Two miles an hour, like every fucking pitch. And then there's a slider. And then he throws, throws an 87 mile per hour, like. He's throwing a changeup now, too, by the way. So Yeah, he struck someone out the other night with an 87 mile per hour. Like, Bogarts, he looks stupid. Yeah, he looked like an he looked like me up there. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you throw 103 and then 87. I know, yeah. it's insane. Yeah, that's that's not I was joke. also blown away, the like a, like a while ago, you Darvish threw like a 74 mile per hour curveball. I was like, okay. I don't know how you... Not fair. He also added a two-seamer this year, Chapman, right? That's uh, like a running fastball. I don't it's know. like a it's running... It's his regular fastball. It just runs now. I don't know. It just yeah, moves all the way. Two-seamer. So, oh, my God. Would you throw anything else if you were him? The changeup. The changeup is <laughs> the amazing. Wipeout yeah, the wipeout slider. Yo, wipe if you could throw slider. 87 and 103, like, his definitely fast, do it. His fastball is only his first plus pitch. He has three plus pitches. It's insane. Uh, bad take gets extended. Matt Ryan oh. got a contract extension. For $30 million a year for the next five years. <laughs> and uh, everyone that listens to the show knows about Tim's stance on Matt Ryan, which I think is a bad and awful take. And he just got paid. He just got extended. I think he's the highest quarterback on the market at the moment. Pretty sure that's the first 100 mil guarantee in football. Yeah. Okay. So since this is this is named hot take is paid, I got I to gotta respond somehow, right? I guess. This is is continuing Atlanta's proud legacy of being super mediocre in all sports. <laughs> uh, what did you know is the Hawkeyes, the official five seed of the NBA for, up yeah, until yeah. this year? They're official five seed. Don't want to be the Hawks. The Braves won the NL East for 10 straight years. Yo, and won. Don't shit on the Braves, bro. The Why? Because they're super on the come up right now. Oh, all right, their fine. farm is loaded. Fine. The Braves are going to be a problem for years. Okay, fine. But that doesn't change the fact that they won the NL East 10 years in a row and only won one World Series. And... Never uh, good enough. And the Falcons, yeah, it's not good enough until you win a championship. Tim's if just hanging on the Braves because the Braves look, look, dominated look, look, look. his Mets for so long. Matt Ryan, last season, had 20 touchdowns total. He did not throw more than three touchdowns in a game at all. If you were wondering, 31 different NFL QBs threw for three TDs in a game, and it happened 82 times in 2017. None of them were Matt Ryan. This list includes names like 
Deshaun Kaiser, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Trevor Simeon, Blaine Gabbert, Blake Bortles, Jay Cutler, and Nick Hundley. On top of that, if you want to go for Brett, his career, Brett Hundley. Brett Hundley All those me. teams also always played from behind and had some of the worst records in the That's NFL. fine. They didn't have the weapons that Matt Ryan had. On top of that, you want to go for more? You want to look at his career? Matt Ryan has had one season with a quarterback rating of 100 or higher, and 100 is like the elite level. His MVP season. Uh, to put that into perspective, Aaron Rodgers done it nine times. Uh, Russell Wilson three times since oh oh yeah, and this is since 08 for Matt Ryan. Aaron Rodgers seven times since 08. Russell Wilson three times since 13. Philip Rivers four times since 08. Drew Brees six times since 08. Tom Brady five times since 08. Big Ben twice since 08. He's thrown 14 or more interceptions five times in his career, and he's thrown only 30 touchdowns twice. He has an up below 500 record in the playoffs. Four and six, and you gave this guy thirty fucking million dollars. Congratulations, Did terrible you just contract. Hear those, I would also hold on, him. hold on. Did you just hear the quarterbacks you were just listing at the end? Yeah, yeah. That's the elite of the elite in it, the league. You're getting paid thirty million dollars. You expect to be the elite of the elite. Eight of the ten years they've won, they're above five hundred with him at the helm. Okay, what do they do in the playoffs? So they're below five hundred. They in the playoffs. bring, they bring. He brings stability to the most important position. Like I've said many times, they don't need to draft a quarterback. He's the leader of the team. He's not he's not Ryan Tannehill. He's not trash. He's a former MVP. What 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 more do you want? What this is look, you're a Jet fan, and I hate to do this, but you you probably don't know what a franchise quarterback is. Uh, do I do I know what one looks like for my team? No, but I know no. what one looks like, and that list is what they look like. And Matt Ryan isn't when he's been he's been the common thing for the Falcons this entire time, they haven't needed to address that position, and that's exactly what a franchise quarterback does for you. Common, Another common theme outside of one is the Falcons underachieving. But, Tim, you got to pay that guy, dude. You don't not What's pay him. What's plan B for them? That's what I'm saying. Look, I'm not, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying that he doesn't deserve an extension or that I wouldn't sign him at the Falcons. I'm saying if you're going to call my take wrong, here's why it's not. But, what, but like, also... We've talked about it numerous times. Like when these new contracts come out, they're so high just because it's what the market like dictates. Yeah, someone's got to be the next. They paid. always go. Yeah, they always get higher. It's like, yo, how is this guy the highest paid player in the league? Listen, and then the, they eventually it balances out. You're locking in mediocrity. Not to mention, look, it is stability. He's not mediocre. But it's not mediocre. It is. It's Dude, above average. Mediocre. Mediocre is Andy Dalton. There's well, yeah. Look, there's two different types of stable. You can go to a good paying job and make sixty five grand a year, or you can go to a job where you make two hundred grand a year. There's a difference. Both are stable. And you're gonna live a different life on both those salaries. And right now they're living the life of the sixty five million uh, sixty five thousand dollar person because Again, again, Tim, but where do you go, dude? Where do you go? You're not gonna there's no one that you can sign that's better than Matt Ryan. Who? That's true, but also That's why he gets look at what you've surrounded him with though. You've surrounded him with a good O-line with the best wide receiving. And even before these wide receivers, Roddy White was there. So they've had, they've had great wide receivers for the whole time. The be- one of the best backfields in the league. He's surrounded by a whole bunch of talent, and he only threw 20 touchdowns. They have a good running back. <laughs> yeah. Running backs. One of them that only exclusively catches passes. Well, I'm saying, like, but, yo, at the end of the day, the the, the, the the reason why he's getting extension, the reason why he's getting so much money the, the way he is because he's an above-average quarterback. He's not mediocre, and there's nowhere for you to go. There's nowhere for you to go. Dude, it's, it's, it's also the certainty that he there, brings to that position. How many teams are there in the league that would have given him that money? Almost all of them. Almost all Except of them. Except unless you have an elite quarterback. Because it's so rare to get a quarterback like and the ones Tim, you how made. And Tim, how many are there, man? How many elite, How many legit elite quarterbacks are there? Five? Yeah. Sure, maybe. but I mean, all right. at the They're same hard time. To come by. At the same time, you're paying $30 million, and I'm not saying that you don't give him the contract. He's the highest tier two quarterback. I, it's the I'll next, say, he's okay. The, he's the best tier two quarterback. I will say yes. He is on the top level of tier two quarterbacks yeah but you're paying him as if he's a tier one quarterback because eventually that's going to level out and it's not gonna look as bad as it is i think i think in what world because what are you gonna do surround him with better talent i I think that's impossible no but i mean it's like when the contracts balance out he will not be the highest paid fucking whatever eventually he'll be wherever he's supposed to be do you know who the highest paid running back was last year Devontae freeman is he the best running back in the league no but he was the next guy that had to get paid that's just how it goes Okay, but don't call him elite. That's fine. I understand it from the Falcons' perspective, but don't I call also, him mediocre. 
Yeah, he's not mediocre. I, he's not. The he's Falcons are signing up for mediocre results. No. With him at the helm. That's why the spitball started with bad but, take. But if he, wins, if he wins it's the Super Bowl, though. What is your definition of mediocre? Middling? I told just you. Just good enough? Andy Dalton is mediocre. No, nah, Andy, Andy Dalton is not mediocre. Old Andy Dalton was. Last year's Andy version of Andy Dalton was not mediocre. That was below average. But for the most part. Oh, boy. When you think of like medi- mediocrity, you think of Andy Dalton. You're Mr. PFF. You like you like to throw PFF in our face whenever it supports your argument. You know who who PFF had as a top three quarterback last year with his twenty touchdown passes? Matt Ryan. That's good. What did they do in the playoffs? Like I like to I like to quote. They, yeah, I like they, to get. They PFF. lost on a last second play. All right, they lost though. They won. They lost, and they snuck into the playoffs back door with an Aaron Rodgers NFC. Like I, I'm not impressed by that. I'm sorry. They snuck into the playoffs. Whatever. They won a playoff game after after losing the Super Bowl the way they did, and a lot of people thought that they'd regress, and they, they did. They were they regressed big time. Why? Because they didn't make it to the Super Bowl. How many teams don't they, make it to the Super Bowl, dude? It's hard, dude. Matt Ryan went from thirty eight touchdowns to twenty. Yeah, I understand that. That's that's almost half. That's a regression. That's also a new coaching staff. It's also thirty eight touchdowns. That's new OC, touchdowns. new OC. The team still did what they had to do. They made the playoffs. They and won a playoff game, the Super Bowl and they came over. one play away. They win that game. Who, who knows what happens after that? I don't know. I think I think that yes, if you, if you're the Falcons, you make the you make the deal. But if you're a Falcon fan, you maybe dream of what if. Maybe, but it's also just like. I also don't think it's solely on the quarterback, but we'll get that's another conversation for another day. Uh, anyway, let's talk about the NHL right now, the conference finals. Um, Capitals are playing the Lightning. The Golden Knights are waiting for the Preds and Jets. Uh, they're tied. They're going to game seven. That's actually tonight. Uh, as we're recording. As we're recording, they're playing right now. Um, but how are we feeling about the NHL, play, NHL playoffs? The Capitals finally got over the hump. Vetchkin getting over the hump. Conference Yo, finals. Leads the the, the the NHL in scoring too right now in the playoffs with 15 Finally points. beat the Penguins. As one of as one of the big people who were against like that that I've been talking about the Capitals for years about their losing culture and they'll never do it. I got to say it's the same squad, it's the same it's Ovechkin again and they did it. They got over the hump. And not only did they get over the hump um just in getting to where they're at in general, they got over the hump Against the Penguins, who has been their nemesis for years yeah, it, now. It's the guy. It's the guy. You know, it's it's always been Ovi and Crosby. Like yeah. that's always the discussion for best yeah. players and whatnot. And it's always that's always the team that they just can't get over the hump. The well, Penguins them and the, and Rangers. the Rangers, yeah. And now now you slayed the Goliath in in your eyes for you. Yeah. It's also a two time Stanley Cup champion. Raining, yeah, yeah. Raining back to back, back to back, exactly. So for Ovi, I think that's huge. And don't forget, he didn't. Russia won the the gold medal. And he didn't play because yeah. no one was playing in the NHL. Well, from the NHL. And it, and it's like, think think about it. That's like a very prestigious honor, especially for like the Russian dudes. For sure. And for him to not miss to miss out on that and now potentially being in a position to win a Stanley Cup, I think that's huge. We'll see what happens. Like they're, they they're got their going, work cut out for him with the Lightning. Yeah, the Lightning are probably the best team left in this in this uh, tournament. Offense, they score like hell. Yeah, they're they're stacked. They got Kucherov. JT Miller's found a, a nice home on line one over there with Stamkos and Kucherov. So they're deep one to four. Callahan's on line four. So you know vets all around. And then they got Strowman, Hedman, and McDonough just chewing up minutes on the back end. So the Tampa Bay Rangers, basically, yeah, they're they're uh, they're loaded. So it's going to be a tough test. I mean, Kuznetsov and uh, Backstrom's getting healthy, so he'll he should be back for game one, hopefully. Mm-hmm. And Ovi, yeah, they they just got to turn up. Their defense is kind of suspect, so I could see uh, Tampa Bay taking advantage of that. They got a uh, you know John Carlson and not much behind them in my eyes. So when you got Tyler Johnson and Co. and that first line, like I said, Kaloran on the third line, all of them coming down, it's it's tough. And Vasilevsky's been standing on his head for much of the playoffs. So they've just been rolling. I think they're the best team, like I said, left. So it's gonna be a yeah. tough test. They they got over one beast in the Penguins, but it's gonna be tough to get over two. And if they can get over two, I think they go on to win it all. Mm. And oh, what about uh the Knights? The Knights seem to be like when they win, they put up a lot of goals. Yo, I, mean, I know they, we, they, we have, when they lost to the they lost to the Sharks and they lost like four nothing or something like that. But when they win, they're like seven seven nothing. They put up five goals or four goals or something like that. 
seem like they're fucking scoring at will. I think it's been since 1992 that a Canadian team has won the Stanley Cup. In the early hasn't. 90s. Hasn't. Okay. No, no. The last time a Canadian right, right, team right. won a Stanley Cup. 90s. Early 90s. And a team in Vegas as an expansion team. Y'all don't get me started. I'm an Islander fan. They've my won more series in my lifetime than the Islanders have. An expansion team. It's wild. Which, by the way, in the beginning when they first... Because I went back to look at like season previews that people were writing. And a lot of people were saying how they needed to change the expansion draft. Because, because they got shafted? Yeah. Like really? It was like a very media... Like their best player is like a B minus. Yeah. Of, it was like James know? Neal was like their biggest star. Yeah, in that was and a big star. Net. Yeah, exactly. And then after that, it was just a bunch of guys. Yeah. It's like I think uh, Carlson is it? Yeah. But they have, he, you know, two points his first year, William 25 Carlson. points. Yeah. Like this year he had 70, 70 plus. Yeah. It's like sometimes these guys just need Wild to go build. into a different situation and roll. And also, yo, the Vegas flu. I'm telling you, that's a thing. I hope that Vegas wins it all. That would be that would be so good for the NFL, um, NHL. They'd be the biggest story in sports. They everyone would be all over this. It'd be so far. It would be so ill. I, I would be fully invested. I don't even watch hockey like that. Everyone knows that. That listens to the podcast, imagine so. like a yeah. Just, just buy a hat. Be a Vegas fan. Just watch for the rest of the, for the rest of the fucking. I kind of have playoffs. a hat that already looks like Vegas. And sure. Wait, I thought Vegas. that you had a that Vegas arrow hat. Yeah. Arrow hat. <laughs> oh shit! I just saw. Mad lightning outside. Bedtime. Oh, yeah. I got to run It's raining like crazy. In the rain. Is it raining now? I think so. The Yankee game I was watching, it was like a live looking. It was downpouring. Damn. Joe, you got plastic bags? But, yo, I know yeah. this series is going on <laughs> as we're recording, it, but do you think that the winner of that series, I know a lot of people are saying, because it's the two best teams in hockey, the Predators and yeah, the Yeah, one and two. I'm from Winnipeg, you idiot. You Chris saw him there? He's, he's, he went to the games. Did nah, he? did he? Yeah, he went to. Yeah, Let's you just go. made the list. Oh, he yeah. put up a picture with uh, Carrie Underwood because oh, I yeah, think she's yeah. a Preds fan. Ah, well, not her yeah. husband, no, but her Mike husband Fisher. Fisher. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. He put up a picture and he's like, you know, Together? Jericho on his Instagram. No, she was in a Preds jersey. Did she make the list? Oh, I think so. Yeah. I think she made the list as well. Because you know what happens. You make the list. You know what happens? When you make the list. Yeah. Delete. So is that different? No, nah, that is different. Yeah, <laughs> but I liked it though. Yeah, you tried. It was a good attempt. Try, yeah. try, you know? It was a yeah, look, This is uh, <laughs> they put up a graphic on Sports Center we were watching before, and Tim like jumped out of his chair. He's like, "Dude, that's the wildest shit!" Like shots on goal, the same. Uh, saves, I think it was uh, Go- the same, and then goals was only it was twelve to eleven. Just, crazy! It was crazy. It's they, the, it's the honestly, Preds Jets exactly. series you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. the Preds Jets. Yo, Philip Forsberg is something else. So do you think that's the case? Like the winner of that series, whoever it might no, be? I think Vegas you... just like got all the steam behind them. And like every, you know, every, I shouldn't say casual, but everyone whose team is home is probably rooting for Vegas. There's no dislike for Vegas. You know what I'm saying? It's their yeah, first yeah. year in the league. No one has a rivalry with them yet. No one's no one hates them yet. Yeah, exactly. That I know of, that I've spoken to, that I've interacted with. So and a lot of people are pulling for them and just for like Vegas. You know what I'm saying? Also, they had that, that that incident too early. The Vegas shooting, right, right, like right. They've been, they've Start been of the season. feeding off that energy too. The Vegas strong is plastered all over the, the boards, the boards at the arena, and they wear a sticker too on the back of their helmet. Yeah, so it's like they're playing for something too. So it's it's dope. Yeah, it's pretty cool to see. If you guys had to pick a winner right now of like the Stanley Cup, what do you think? Who thinks like the favorite coming out? I think it's the Lightning. It's the Lightning is the favorite. Yeah, but like, who's who's your favorite? I would like to see Ovechkin win it, man. Nah, that'd be pretty cool. I'm a fan of guys of our generation that are great. Who deserve it. Who deserve it. Like Hank? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like Lundquist, Ovechkin. Yo, we've ne- never seen Ovi this far, so. Yeah, let's see what happens. he crack man. under the pressure? You know what I'm saying? Now, like, everyone's watching. Like, shit, they just made, not history, but they just got over that hump that they couldn't get over. Now I want to watch see what they do. Yeah. Really you know what I'm hard. saying? A lot of people are watching for that reason. I'm really hard for Vegas. Yeah, I mean. Really a lot hard. of people are. Because they're playing with house money at this point. It's like, yo, let's fucking go, man. It might as well. You're you're here. No pun intended. No, no pun intended. What better <laughs> Even place though to you play with never house play money with house money in Vegas, you always play with your own money. <laughs> nah, bro. No, house money you play with. You pocket your own money. You don't pocket shit in Vegas. Boss, is my point. Boss doesn't pocket shit. Bro. Boss gives all the house money back to the house nah. before it nah, leaves. it's true. <laughs> it's not true. It is true. I, yo, that one hit. Yo, this, these chips have no monetary value. That, that's true. Plus, if that's you walk true. three feet to the cashier, they do. That's true. But I had that nice hit. Yo, you guys Vegas yeah, before we left for the plane, and who walked away with a ton of money? It's true. You we, uh, we all went home guy. with Dixon. Right? You want to hear philosophy? Those cotton papers that you get the, at the thing don't have any value either. It's just what we assign to them. 
Did you say cotton papers? Yeah. Dollar, well, dollar bills. Are they made out of cotton? They're made of cotton. That's why if you put them in the laundry, they don't fuck up. Wow, I'm blown away by that. Yeah. That's I mean, that, that is true, too. The, so the chips, if the, the chips hold just as much monetary value as the little pieces of cotton paper in your pocket. Listen, give me a $25,000 chip and I'll show you monetary value. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'll treat that shit like a Super Bowl. What would you do with that? What would I do? If 100% someone, on Instagram and Twitter. Like, hold, on, hold, on, doubt. hold on. So, if <laughs> someone, if you walk into a casino and someone hands you this chip and says, Nick, enjoy your weekend in Vegas. One chip. What are you doing with it? I cash I'm, it. I'm I taking, go the fuck home. No, no. I'm taking 10K home. I was going to say 15 and then betting 10. Yeah, 10, 10K. 10K? Betting 10? First of all, if you give me a $25,000 chip, I'm going right to the cashier, taking my cash, and then I'm not betting. I'm just... Joey's upgrading his hotel room to the penthouse. Hotel room, fucking all the pool parties, buy a hooker, just play checkers with her and shit. (laughs) It's like weird shit. Like like, uh, Julia Roberts and Pretty Woman. Exactly. That's what I'm doing with it. That money's not seen. You know what boss would do with a $25,000 chip? This is the kind of person boss is. He gets a $25,000 chip. Black. Right on red. Maybe it's not my money. Like, he just gave it to me for free, bro. See, that's how dumb he is. But it is your money. Like, now it is once he gave it to me, yeah. Yo, if a casino was a person and they were listening to this podcast, they'd be like, yo, please get this kid. (laughs) That's what my bookie says every weekend. Yeah, it's true. It's true. true. Although my bookie says the same exact thing. Yo, listen. Uh, Casinos. I'm down to $7 in uh, Bovada. Yo, I want to I want to take <laughs> a trip to AC and just play poker. I want to test my poker game against others. Yo, let me know. I got rooms. Got rooms in I'm Vegas. L- I just let you know. You got rooms in AC? Comps, yeah. Mm. Uh, by the way, mm. I don't want to you know put myself over, but you guys should listen to me. Don't bet baseball. Nah, I'm always betting baseball. All right, well that's why baseball. That's why your bookie's one of uh, you're one of his favorite guys. Listen, I've done okay. I'm not like deep in the hole. It's a, it's a, it's a. I'm in the hole, but I'm not deep in the hole. It's a sport that's too. Bet the series. Yes, that's. You want to bet baseball? Bet the series. Don't bet the games. That's that's. The Yo, end. you're not fun, bro. Is <laughs> it not fun? I get invested over three days. Not fun. Sorry, I'm gonna lay four hundred dollars to win a hundred on Kershaw, and then the Marlins are gonna be the biggest underdog in ten years, and they're gonna beat them. Yeah, that's why you don't bet baseball. I know someone who bet no runs first inning. It was I think it was the NLDS a couple years ago. Scherzer versus Kershaw, Corey. Se- it was no runs first inning, minus like three ninety. Yeah, some crazy number. I know someone who laid the three ninety, and Corey Seager took Scherzer deep in the bottom of the first Oof. night. Rough. Never laid. I also laid a uh, two hundred on Cindergard Bumgarner in the wild card game. No runs first inning in that hit, but I was stressed. My heart was beating. One run all game. My heart was beating through the. Yo, Nick can't say shit because you laid like three hundred on France. Oh my god 400 400 400 to win 100 Bugged out yeah. Money line I would zero, never. zero zero until the 92nd minute I would never No no I was like 88th Yeah Yo crazy right? and, then, and then he scored Paya scored Beautiful goals Like the one of the goals of the Nick, tournament We're sitting like the third row Of the sports book Nick's like three seats in He walks by The two of us Who are sitting on the aisle Walks <laughs> Back and forth Across the front of Yo, the I didn't make seats. any sound I just put my hands And then head. just sat back down Big, big exhale Just <sighs> Bad. And then just sat back down. Yeah, I was like, all right. <laughs> and then I thought I hit my parlay, and then Russia tied England. Oh, Remember that? I'm at the yeah. bar with, with all these dudes from Manchester. I'm like, yo, we just we just won. I'm saying we because I put five hundred dollars on England when we were there. Yeah. Rough, rough Euro Cup. That was mad funny. Nick goes, yo, I just went to get a drink in the 75th minute. They were winning. How did they tie? Yeah. <laughs> he goes, I come back to the pool. I go back, and that's it. Night. Vegas, it'll get you. Yo. Hopefully, Vegas gets this cup, man. That'd be so fire. If the tables don't get you, the Hopefully sun sports and the beer will. becomes legal in New Jersey. That would be fire. Maybe for the football season. If it does, without a doubt, can have even more comps because I'll be there every weekend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll go. I'll go for the weekend and then leave like Sunday and then just go and collect. Bro, I just week. go like Saturday and come back Sunday morning or That's come back Saturday yeah, you night. Can do that too. I mean, you gotta stay. Two hours. Fine. Um, nothing it's down the road anyway that is our episode for this week uh boss where can they find you at endovito 27 on twitter and the gram tim at tim patrop on all social media outlets but only if you're feeling real 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 frisky at brodo fantasy for all the fantasy baseball advice the twins just dropped their rest of season uh ranking so go check that out and also at johnny patrop and tacos and liquor is the album go check it out on all streaming services i've made changes to my social media handles uh, it's part of the big picture. Shout out to Joe. Made a fire logo. By accident, kind of. 
Um, <laughs> the Lamb Show. It's at The Lamb Show, Instagram and Twitter. If you want to follow me anywhere, anything, follow that. And that's the bottom line. Because The Lamb Show said so? There you go. I like that one. I'm just coming up with yeah, all types yeah. of catchphrases like like for it. you, bro. You're so smart. Uh, <laughs> Very original. You guys too, can follow me. Follow everyone on Twitter at Veterans Minimum. Go follow the Instagram at veterans underscore minimum and our Facebook page, facebook.com slash veterans minimum. And that is all. Thanks for listening. <laughs> oh my God, that scared the shit out of me. Jesus Christ. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Rootmetrics second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.